Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. I invite you to go to outcomesrocket.com slash reviews, where you could take a look at all the listener rating and reviews, and you could leave one yourself on what you thought about today's show. So without further ado, I want to introduce our outstanding guest. His name is Daniel Jin. He's the founder and CEO at Creation. He's leading a team of experts developing insights from online healthcare professionals using a proprietary technology and service called Creation Pinpoint. He's got a lot of experience in healthcare, close to a decade and a half, maybe almost two decades actually. And he's just a master at creating insights for others in what healthcare providers are thinking. And so, Daniel, what I want to do is just open up the microphone to you so you could fill in the gaps and uh, welcome you to the podcast. Great. Thank you, Saul. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's been quite a journey. And um, the thing that's always inspired me is in my professional career has been data, technology, and, you know, what we can do with that to make lives better. And you guys are certainly doing some pretty cool things to make lives better. Daniel, you, you know, we had a chance to connect before the, the podcast and uh, can't wait to get into some of your stories. So why did you decide to get into the medical sector to begin with? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So I was, when I was starting out in my career in the early 1990s, seems like a long time ago now, I got <laughs> to work with data in all kinds of fields from uh, geophysical exploration to financial data to pharmaceutical market research data. And then the World Wide Web came along. And I was so excited. I was thinking, this is going to change. Exactly. This is going to change all our lives. And so we launched the company that is my wife and I, we launched the company together that is now called Creation. And it happened that among our first ever clients were doctors, health clinics, and pharmaceutical companies. And really quickly, I realized that if the internet was going to change our lives in any way, then actually in the area of healthcare had to be the greatest potential to really make a huge difference. Yeah, and you guys definitely have made some headway there. What would you say, Daniel, a hot topic that should be on every medical leader's agenda today and how are you guys addressing that? It has to be get to the data. I mean, now more than ever, we've got so much data out there. We're working right. with that uh, creation. We're working with global NGOs. We're working with uh, most of the biggest pharmaceutical companies. And what I see is these organizations, and I suppose it must be true in every sector, it's so easy to make decisions based on what we know. I mean, what we think we know. I mean, it's all we can right. really. What about other data that we don't know about that could help us to, you know, to inform that decision? So, for example, when we started listening to the unprompted conversations of healthcare professionals through our platform, Creation Pinpoint, we had no idea what we would really find there. But we started seeing, for example, um, emergency physicians all over the world tweeting during an emergency in an ER, for example, to get immediate advice from peers that they trusted anywhere else in the world. And this was actually changing the way they practice emergency medicine. And I think that, you know, the thing for for leaders in healthcare is that these kinds of behaviors are creating a massive amount of new data. 
So now we're tapping into billions of social media posts that have been shared by healthcare professionals. And we can ask that data, for example, what is the unmet need of nurses vaccinating children in France? Or what keeps hospital pharmacists awake at night? Because we know when, when they tweet. That's <laughs> or, right. Or, you know, how do oncologists in the United States decide on the right treatment pathways for cancer patients? So now healthcare leaders can discover new things. And if those leaders are in a pharmaceutical company, for example, they can make better decisions about supporting their customers. If they're an NGO, they can understand how to develop policies to get better healthcare to key areas of need. Hey, that's really cool, Daniel. And and you did a really nice job of walking me through earlier on, on sort of creation pinpoint. But for the benefit of the guests, can you let them know what exactly the platform does? Yes, we I think it's we, really cool. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Cole. We started out, you know, along the way, we were doing a lot of analysis of digital health stakeholders' behaviors or health stakeholders' digital behaviors. And we were doing, you know, what's I guess conventionally known as social media listening listening to all that conversation happening out there on social media channels, Twitter and blogs and Instagram and all these things. And a client said to us, you know, this is great, but somewhere in there is a prescriber. I want to know what the prescriber is thinking and saying. And we realized that in that data, a very small percentage of it was coming from doctors and also nurses and pharmacists and other healthcare professionals. And so we developed a, a methodology and then a, a technology to actually distill just the healthcare professional voice from all that other noise to remove you know, 95 or more percent of the other noise and actually just distill it down to the healthcare professional's perspective. And you know, the thing that, that comes to mind, listeners, is let's just say, for example, you're a hospital administrator and you send out a survey to your clinicians just to know what's going on, what's on their mind. Let's just be honest, not all the time. People are not going to be honest all the time. They're not going to answer those questions with 100% honesty. That's where Daniel steps in and says, look, this is our latest data mining on what clinicians believe about X. And this gives you a pressure test on the organization, a pressure test on your ideas. And that's what makes it cool. You know, it's not just making assumptions. You're actually working to find the data with people being brutally honest on social media. Isn't that right, Daniel? That's so true, Saul. When we've actually um, spoken with doctors and others about how they use social media, they tell us that, you know, online, they will often open up and share ideas and thoughts that they would never talk about in their own hospital corridors. Even uh, I spoke to a you know, 25-year experienced uh, specialist uh, physician, and he said, I will take advice from all kinds of other healthcare professionals who I trust online in different roles, different levels of seniority. And I said to him, how about in your own hospital? And he said, no, not in the same way at all as what he listens to his peers online. Yeah. So really interesting. It is fascinating what happens to, to just the, the uh, inhibitions. It's just fascinating. And I think it's so cool um, that you guys are doing this. Give me an example, Daniel, of how you guys have improved outcomes with what you're doing. You know, I think that improving outcomes is, is really about thinking differently as well as doing differently. And, and one example that comes to mind is we were working with a global NGO and they were concerned about how to use limited budgets to communicate across different nations more effectively. And the problem was when you start with the premise that budget is limited, that can quickly become your focus. And so right. it becomes difficult to get away from that conversation about how we don't have enough resources. And so we were 
able to help them to take a step back, to stop talking about the limits of the budget and instead look at the capacity they did have and look at the tools they did have and the data they did have and to find better ways of connecting stakeholders to work together more effectively. And often, I think that's what it comes down to. You know, people working together better will change the world. I believe it. And I think good, good data analysis can really help that because it can help people to see things in a different way. That's such a great call out. You know, you said doing and thinking and before you do, you think. And this is such a great example of if you start with the wrong question, you could start with a very limiting position. And it sounds like you guys help the organization you you partner with to think bigger, provide a data and boom. Now, are they communicating gangbusters? Are they getting their message out? Yeah, well, I went back and, uh, and I did a follow-up session with that organization and um, about a year or more later, um, uh, one of the leaders who covered the kind of Afri- the Africa region, he came back and he said, you know, what we discovered last time we got together has transformed the way we do health communications across the whole of the Africa region. So I felt I was happy about that. <laughs> I felt like a, good, like a good outcome, really. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Congratulations for giving them that perspective and, and to them for being able to take it. Give us a mistake, Daniel, of a time when you failed. And what you learned from it too. That's yeah, that's great. Thank important. you. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know, I love learning new things. And isn't it often the way that learning new things comes by figuring out what, what's not working? And that's right. I think, you know, I fail on a regular, I hate to say daily basis, but an ongoing basis. <laughs> you really, eat it for breakfast, right? We yeah. all eat it for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that um, you know, it's a series of mistakes and sometimes getting things where you think, Oh, I learned something and I and I improved that. But when I look back over the time we spent, I mean we've been we established in fact creation is coming up for twenty years now in, in April wow. twenty years since we founded the company. Amazing. So, but when I look back to the early years, you know, when you're growing a small business, especially as a, a self funded business as we've always been you're always trying to balance resources and you need capacity to to deliver great things and to innovate, but then you need the finance to pay for that and to make it happen. So in the early years, we had some, I think, pretty painful learning experiences around probably 15 years ago or so. That took us to a really challenging place. You know, we, we ran a large project and the whole of our team was focused on that for about six months. But because we were so focused on the project itself, we weren't out there looking for new business, for, for future business. You know, as a, mm-hmm. as a commercial company, that's something you have to do. No matter what amazing mission you may have, if you don't get funding in some way, you're not going to be able to do that. And so we, suddenly we completed that project and we had this great team of skilled people, but no work to do. And that was definitely a mistake we learned from. It was tough. You know, we really stretched everything out and we we wondered, you know, how do we even carry on with this? But we knew we had to make it work because we were so passionate about the vision we had. So in the end, we saw it through a lot of hard work, a lot of prayer. And uh, today (laughs) we're, we're a lot more strategic about how we plan for future of the business. And we still pray but we get strategic at the same time. And that's made the difference really. <laughs> and that's great, Daniel. What a great reminder. And it's so easy to forget that you got to make sure that you have revenue coming in consistently because if you yeah. don't, without margin, there is no mission. And, uh, so <laughs> and you guys hustled and you're able to, to come back from that place. So it's uh, really interesting, right? Like they say, be passionate, be mission driven, but man, Somewhere in between there, you got to make sure that you keep the lights on. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. My wife and business partner is the feet on the ground part of the business. She's a financial director. She, she understands what's happening and she always keeps me balanced from that. So I'm not running off with some vision that's going to leave. 
we get a good, a great partnership between us, really. Oh, well, God bless her, too, and the work that she does there. Yeah, I mean, you guys you. Are, are a dynamic duo. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, Daniel, take us to the other side of this, right? You took us to a dark moment where, you know, you guys almost shut down. Take us to one of your proudest moments. Yeah, I think that um, when it's not so much about one big moment, but when I look back, I think there are many simple highlights that stand out and that I can feel happy about. When people make changes to improve things, that, and that decision is, is driven by our data and when we can help them to make that decision, sometimes it can be a long time later. Like I mentioned with the example in Africa that I hear about this change somebody made, and sometimes it's somebody decided to communicate better or to empower someone or to, to try a new approach. There's a colorectal surgeon who started a movement on Twitter, and then we helped him to analyze how his online network was enabling surgeons all over the world to learn and collaborate. And when we did that, his work was then published, and that was a proud moment, really, to be part of that process. I learned, I heard recently how a company restructured its communication with physicians after learning about their actual needs, which they hadn't previously realized through the work that we did. Those kind of things are, I think, are the proud moments. I think that's great, Daniel. And, and sort of what resonates with, I think, the listeners and about what you do is, is that you put the practitioner, the prescriber in focus, and it's the quadruple aim. You're making sure that you're improving outcomes for the provider as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a key part of it. Daniel, this is cool. So let's dive into one of your most exciting projects today. Great. Yeah. I always get excited when we get access to new data. So we're doing all sorts of things at the moment to go deeper and wider with our data to build an even better picture of healthcare professionals' views. And one way of doing that is in collaboration with some closed physician networks in the US and Europe. So up till now, all of our data has come from the public open sources on social media. And now we've got access through some uh, agreements into, uh, and technology integrations into APIs, into closed physician networks to get anonymized but verbatim data on what physicians are saying in these private networks. And that's a really exciting process to learn from really rich experience sharing among physicians and to combine that with the data that we have that they're sharing in public. So right now, we're planning some early research in oncology, you know, an area where there, there's so much to be done in discovering treatments and caring for patients. And if we can reveal insight in there, I'll be super happy. Oh, wow. That's really brilliant, man. And it's cool that you guys are forming these relationships to go beyond public domains and into API. That is exciting. Good for you. So, Daniel, let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine. It's the 101 or the ABCs of Daniel Jin. It's a syllabus we're going to construct here, my friend. And I have got four lightning round questions for you. And then we're going to finish with a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Okay, great. Yeah. Awesome. What is the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Listen. Listen to people and listen to data. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Assume. In other words, ignore the data. I love it. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Don't wait for that change. Drive it. And to do that, keep listening. What is one area or focus that should drive everything in the organization? Transform nations. And finally, Daniel, what book would you recommend to the listeners here on this syllabus? I'm glad you asked me that, Saul. I'm reading a book at the moment by 
Danielle Offrey, MD. She okay. is a practicing physician, associate professor at New York University School of Medicine. The book is What Patients Say, What Doctors Hear. And it's a really, it's full of anecdotes about patient-physician huh. interaction. And I love how she tells the story of that interaction and the kind of results of it. But it's essentially a book about communication. So although you might read it as a story about the healthcare systems and, and physician-patient interactions, actually, whether or not you're in healthcare, it's a fascinating, thought-provoking, challenging read about communication. Ah, I love it. And so much of what we do is, is communication and healthcare outcomes rocket listeners. This is just a, a wonderful book that Mr. Jin has just recommended. And the syllabus is just outstanding. So I urge you just go to outcomesrocket.com slash Jin. That's G-H-I-N-N. That's N as in Nancy. G-H-I-N-N. And you'll be able to find the syllabus that we're creating right now and all of the show notes of the things that we've discussed today. So, Daniel, this has been so much fun. But before we conclude, I'd love if you just share a closing thought with the listeners and then the best place where they could get in touch with you. Great. Closing thoughts. In the world of changing nations through better health insights, we're only just getting started. There's an exciting future. And you can find me on Twitter at creation daniel and you can email daniel at creation.co fantastic daniel this has been such a pleasure i really thank you so much for taking the time for be here with us and uh, looking forward to seeing the insights that you guys continue to make so thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to spend time with you too on this thanks for listening to the outcomes rocket podcast be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.